Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. Happy Wednesday, 10. Yes. <laughs> We're here. We're doing it. How's it going, Mayor? You know, pretty good. I am. Um, yeah, I'm feeling a lot still though, and getting like got tension in my jaw. I'm, yeah, I'm feeling a whole lot of stuff for many different reasons, and but I'm I'm alive and I'm grateful, and you know, all in all, things are really good. Amen. I'm glad. Um, okay. I, I'm pretty much the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put some water in my humidifier just yeah. so I can bit more hydrated for this talk. Beautiful. Jeez, I just realized it right now. <laughs> what, <laughs> what I think would be a cool place to start is even just doing a little bit of really gentle breath. Yes. And so that way that can be a simple way to ground and and then and then we can just move our bodies. And I love that you suggested that because that's totally what I need like this tension in my jaw I'm just like what is going on so I know I need to move mm -hmm. okay so we can just do this simple breath for you know just a couple minutes but this has been my my daily practice is uh, eyes open or closed mouth closed and just start paying attention to your breath without trying to manipulate it at this point it's just noticing Noticing if it's really deep, if it's really slow, noticing if there's any tension in your belly, your shoulders or jaw. And at this point, it's kind of just like taking inventory of, you know, what is real for me in this moment? What am I noticing? And sometimes using even internal direction, uh, if I notice tension or an area of my body that feels a little closed or congested i'll just internally say like okay jaw let's relax shoulders relax let go belly relax Begin to notice the wave-like nature of your breath. Now, without taking in more air or releasing more air, see if you can just lengthen your breath. So the inhale just moves in a little slower. The exhale takes a little more time to release. So it's as if the, the wave-like nature of your breath was, you know, maybe a little stormy or a little stronger before. And now we're just trying to smooth it out a little bit. So the volume of the ocean hasn't changed just the waves are a little gentler. Mm -hmm. 
Keeping your breath as the focal point or the center of your attention. Can I get curious about how the body wants to move with this breath? It might start with a rolling sensation or a rocking side to side. Just to get curious as to what would feel good. What would bring in a little more space? So it's like the body is dancing with the breath or riding the wave of the breath. It might keep you in your seat if that feels like where you want to be. It might be familiar movement. And it could also take you in some different directions of unfamiliar movement. As you move, your body is just being guided to the next direction without overthinking or wondering what it looks like. It's just being embodied and moving from that internal connection to the energy behind your breath. One of the concepts that I love to bring in when I'm moving somatically is intimacy without attachment. And to me, that's really about you know, being so present and connected and intimate with each moment, with each movement, with each breath. Yet this equal and opposite knowing that you know, each moment is, is gone when it passes. That opens up the space for the next movement, the next breath, the next moment. This change is constant. And sometimes we're at the crest of the wave at our highest high. And other times we're down into the lowest depths of that ocean before we can make our way back up.
And something else that I like to play with is that at any time that I feel overwhelmed or like one emotion or way of being has kind of become stuck or I'm fixated on it, that all I need to do to get myself back into that wave and that movement is to honor what I'm feeling and invite in its opposite. By holding space for those two seemingly opposites, we get back into a rhythm of balance and movement. back into embodying the ultimate truth of non-dualism. We're not just one thing, we're many things. How are you feeling? Good, good. Yeah, I found some stuff that just came up. Mm liked what you said about moving without attachment mm -hmm. 
It's very much how I like to practice. I always feel like the transitions from the postures to the next posture will tell you where you actually want to go and need to go. Maybe you stop at where your body is craving or what your body is craving to do, regardless of what the teacher is saying. Yeah. You'll get there eventually. It's already mm -hmm. um, like a class, but what if you allow yourself to be free in that leadership, to express yourself how your body is telling you to express yourself? That's the one thing I love about you know, this practice, especially one that's a little like slower than what, you know, people like to do the norm of like Western yoga. Yeah. All fast and like, gotta get that heart rate up, gotta move. And just how would you ever discover anything new if you're always traveling from A to B at light speed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, there's so much juicy content and information in that that transition. Yeah. yeah, and it's about kind of taking up that space, you know? That space that, like I always say in my classes, that the goal is to create space and then take up that space. But if you don't give yourself the time to notice the space, create it, to, to embody it, to feel it, to discover it, what are you even taking out? You're just creating space and other things will always take up that space if you don't do that yourself. Mm -hmm. oh, and the other thing that happened that I just found so absolutely profound to my own life is that um, what if we come back right away to the spaces that make us feel frightened? And I there was in pigeon and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Come out, come out. And then I was like, what if we go back right now? And I was like, it's so easy now. Mm. It's so free. It's so there's nothing here, but me and my friend, Rafina Wade, she has this, um, this series called fearless Fridays. And this, um, her, her brand is we don't sit on couches and the motto is fear is stupid. And it just came into my head right then. I was like, well, fear really is stupid. But maybe it is always thinking out, always about running away, but allowing yourself to leave and come back right away. Mm -hmm. Right away, like a child putting like, you know, dipping their toes into the ocean for the first time. Yeah. A couple of goes and then all of a sudden they're in there for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, so many things about that freedom that we have as children that, which the world likes to call naivety, but like just that openness, that grace, how that is always taught out of us, mm -hmm. you know, and I find, I'm finding, you know, as I discover my inner child, a lot of this is coming back to all the things that, all the things that we're told not to hold on to, not to kind of make important are the things that we need yeah as adults yeah and we have to kind of fight to put them back in our lives and you know and um i think i like had said this the last time we talked we're always kind of looking for change looking to be better to be greater to be this to be that and actually it might not have been to you <laughs> um but uh, all this change, all this better, greater, it just every, all of that is inside already. All these versions of ourselves that we're looking to discover or 
to, to present to the world and to, to get from all these external um, validations or successes or um, linear progresses, we already have them. Mm-hmm. If we're constantly running from ourselves, then we're never going to get there, you know? Yeah. Because it's not a destination. All these things are inward. And if we're encouraged to run from what's within, then coming back is always going to be that mm, gritty, grindy, like gears not quite fitting right, very Mm -hmm. rusty relationship with our own selves, you know, our bodies, our minds, our spirits, regardless of if you're religious or spiritual, whatever you believe in or not. The conscious is like, you know, science's version of a soul. They just have packaged it in a different way as they like to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got multiple like, versions of ourselves. Yeah. We're this universe, you know? And now we're starting to hear that the mind is so powerful. The mind is so powerful. It can be your greatest tool or your greatest enemy. Mm-hmm. As like, you can't run from that anymore. It's just especially with like all the technology and how quick information is you're just absorbing so much that you know if you don't know how to protect your space and how to kind of absorb it and where to place it and put it it becomes a hot mess yeah yeah well said you know to me it's it's the the overstimulation of the busyness and the the looking externally for what should i do who you know, it's important. We need support, of course. We need resources to help us kind of rebuild the architecture of, of moving in and and learning how to be in relationship with the fear instead of seeing it as like, oh, this is a sign that this is bad or this is wrong. You know, speaking specifically to moving in towards your own body, right? Fear is such a complex thing because it, yes, it's there for a reason. You're, you're out in the woods and you come across a bear, there's going to be some fear. That's not a time to be like, fuck it, you know? <laughs> but I hear it's from so many people and, I, and from my own experience of when I first started doing this embodiment work of really just sitting with myself, you know, and, and noticing the impulses of, of do something. Or like, <laughs> how can I numb? How can I avoid? You know, what can I do to distract myself from this feeling? You know, this, this idea that if I'm not feeling well, then there's, I need to do something about it. And, you know, maybe occasionally that's, that's true, but more often than not, it's actually, no, that's something you need to sit with, right? And, and to, to learn how to be with the fear and recognize that it's, it's a beautiful thing to come into relationship with and to, to be with and to, to release eventually. And I, and I love the mention of, you know, dipping your toes in, because I think that's an important one as well. Instead of feeling like I need to like dive in head first and I'm going to force myself to sit with this until it's released. You know, we can also be gentle and more kind and patient and be like, whoa, that was really overwhelming. That was big. You know, I'm going to go take a break and do this for a moment, but I need to come back to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So important. Yeah. I like, you know, I'm always like, I just need to jump. I just need to jump. And I'm like, now I'm like, Yemi, you're not a jumper. Yeah. <laughs> like, this moment is just showing me you're not a jumper. <laughs> you love to like 
build the ladder, you know? And then like, you're like, all right, I guess I'll climb. Now is when I'm going to climb it. Now is when I'm going to climb it. And it's not like a, like, you know, this like, ah, the ladder is built. I shall climb it now. It's honestly, <laughs> sometimes it's like sun is shining through my bedroom window and it hits my face as I'm waking up from bed. And I'm like, today is the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ancestors have spoken and told me, today is the day you're ready mm. and it's like for me, I really feel like I need to allow myself to be open to that and I, I swear to god I said this to myself I feel like I say this to myself periodically every like three years like this like that exact same like everything is going to be okay the support is there the love is there and you know a lot of people think that's like you need all this outside validation or somebody to hold your hand or your mom and dad or your partner or whoever mm -hmm. it may be and I'm starting to realize it's the people who have been like before me um, that have like set set this world of like protection around me that is that is the guide and it's just it's it's very interesting that's that I'm that's the next exploration mm. um because there's just so many times where I, I do wake up and feel like, oh, I have something to say today. Today is the day. Write this, write this today or feel this today. And it's when I'm not avoiding. It's when I wake up in a space of, of clarity. And it's so, wow, it's so prevalent to have that and to really open yourself up to you, to, to understand what it is you're telling yourself. And I remember when I was a child, I think I was like 10 or 11, and I just had this wild nightmare. And I had this dream about the devil and God like battling in the mm -hmm. universe. And I was just there to bystanders, like, what is going on? Why am I here? And I was like haunted by this nightmare. <laughs> I was like, is this a prophecy? Is the world ending? Am I going to see angels and demons? Angels and demons look exactly the same. Oh my God. Like, how will we ever tell? Um, I remember talking to my mom about it. She's like, well, that's a lot. <laughs> um, and she's like, well, you know, you kind of just deal with the paces, but know that there's nothing to fear. Um, she never said it wasn't real. She said that, know that there's nothing to fear. And I, uh, it's, it's like weird. I just never believed that because I was like, how could there be nothing to fear if I'm like having these wild and crazy dreams? Right. Maybe me foreshadowing the future and all this stuff and I was just like okay well didn't believe it and didn't believe what she said and I think that was like really the turning point for me in how I processed fear in my life and how I kind of took that on um and there's just been so many points in my life where I mean I I honestly am like I should be like dead in a ditch somewhere but somehow <laughs> Like, I've said that many times myself as well. <laughs> like, I don't know how I got home and I like woke up in the bed perfectly okay and happy. Like everything is still intact. I don't know how this happened. And you know, the older I, 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 I get and I've gotten um, in those moments, I'm like, I, there's like moments where I literally felt angel wings surround me and like yeah. footsteps in front of me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's what that is all, that's, that's what that has been, like, 
Mm. Yeah, just that guide, that guiding force that, you know, allows you to do all those things and has finally let me realize I'm not a jump person. Mm. I'm a test the waters person and know that (laughs) throughout your testing and the craziness that, you know, the spirits have me and mm-hmm. are there to protect me and guide me. My time on this earth regard is not going to be a short time. I feel like I've always known that. And I remember someone saying, this is, this is the time where you, this is when, this is the lifetime for your dreams to come true. Um, Cause I do feel like, even if you don't believe in reincarnation, I feel like if you're not, we're all just recycled energy. So, you know, energy attracts like energy and, and that's what like we call to, you know, in times of situations of troubles or in happiness and joy, we attract that energy, that energy, um, mm-hmm. so just the, that subconscious mind of going, I need help, I need help, or, you know, let me dip my toes 19 times before I like take a step, tw- right. like on my 20th time, at, you know, that, that internal hand-holding of thyself and realizing mm-hmm. all that energy that it takes of your generations of families past and lives past probably and the people that you've encountered before you know that's why you can talk to some people and and just feel like you're kin yeah and then keep it moving which is so funny because I feel like you know like um, meeting you, our relationship, I'm, I always sometimes sit and wonder, I'm like, I wonder how this happened. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and then like today, even before you called, I was like, wow, like Marin really like inserted herself into my life. Like, (laughs) no, I did. I just slid right in. You know, it's funny because even when you talk about, you know, I'm not a jumper, it, it makes me think of one of our first big real conversations when we worked at Lululemon together in Edmonton uh, a while, eight years ago, fuck, how long, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and you were, you know, a, a budding actress and you had this goal of like, I want to move to New York. I want to be on stage. I want to you know, I want to live this life. And there was such hesitation and fear in you. And I kept being like, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, there was a a lot. I felt like that was my, my role with you in that, in that moment was like to help you see that it, it, you know, go try it out. If it doesn't work out, you just come back, like, just go do it. I could tell you wanted it so badly. There was this fire, this passion in you. And you know, and then so we talked goals and, and then we had a few dates of, you know, just walking around or running stairs or, you know, you were someone that I, yeah, it was so easy to be with you and to, to laugh with you and, and to talk dreams and goals and, and then you did it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what happened that clearly like that. <laughs> I remember after one of our conversations at work, I called my mother on the phone crying. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Mm. She's like, please calm down. Not this again. <laughs> <laughs> like before I left London to come home for the summer or what? Yeah. For the winter. I'd had like, I literally had, I feel like I'd lost like a little bit of my self-worth. I had done this like crazy, like so many times I'd gone in for the Lion King. Mm. Um, 
And I just almost like after like the third audition, I walked out of that room and was called my mom and I was bawling on the street. And I was like, oh my God, it was awful, it was awful. Next day I got a call back. And every audition after that, I just could not stop like crying at the, just the doom and the, the just the doubt and just, not showing up and I realized was I was not showing up in the rooms like I owned like I belonged there Mm -hmm. and that was what was really the issue not that I didn't sound good or like I didn't do well I obviously did really well to kept being called get getting called back all the way to the end to sitting in front of like a 20 something team at Disney (laughs) which was a huge surprise it's awful what they do. <laughs> I showed really? up to my last audition. They're like, oh yeah, the whole team at Disney's here. And like, they opened the door and it was like three rows of people went, whoom. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Show us what you got. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you know, like, I'm like, just walking out of that space, all those times just being like, this is like, something was wrong. Something wasn't right. And just being so drained and not mm. knowing how to express it and I realized like you know it all came from that lack of self-worth that I was feeling not walking in in my own strength and my own glory and majesty and you know that has like come to me and gone for me so many times in this career it's mm. it's just really wild and just now it's like building up the tools that even if I'm not feeling that way there's you know there's no doubt that regardless I am in my work mm-hmm. you know who cares if you're having a bad day you're still a badass you're still you yes, yes. put yourself in a situation where you love it like you want to be here and because of who you are nothing else nothing else is going to show but your truth yeah. you know mm. and I think that's so important and um you know, you know, there's that saying that people come for for a moment, for a lifetime, or I don't know the saying because I don't really actually believe I, I a do season, believe, a reason, or a lifetime. Exactly, I do believe yeah. it's like people do come and go from your lives, um, but the people who 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 show up, who are reoccurring characters of your life story, are are not a reason, a, a season or a lifetime. They're definitely a part of you. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's not a lot of people, I think, you know, I've lived in so many different places. Yeah. Where you can like call up after so long and be like, I'm going to be here at this time. You know, that's <laughs> like, who's around? And all of a sudden it's like, boo, everybody's around, you know? So I think that's, you know, definitely, definitely like tells you the kind of people that you attract. Um, mm-hmm. And I... This year has been a year of a lot of self-love, finding a lot of like internal self-love, you know, never really realizing I had so many people in my life who loved me so much and so mm. well in the way that I'm always dreaming about being loved. And here, here it is constantly. This past couple of years have been, have been that, but this year, this year, especially, you know, um, mm. People that like, I had like my birthday over Zoom and I didn't think I invited that many people. And then I was like, I need to invite everybody. What if nobody comes? And I was like walking down the stairs after setting up like my birthday space. I'm like, I'll be fine if only five people come. I swear to God. Oh God, I hope 10 people come. No one's going to show up. Boom, 30 people are on there. And then like 20 people came after. And I was just like, oh my God, I didn't even know I invited so many people. And I'm like, wow, Yemi, you need to like calm yourself down and trust. 
And it's the same people, you know, that have really mm-hmm. shown up for me. And I've never really had that kind of friendship um, uh, group, but realize that like, oh my gosh, all the people who I absolutely adore and had, like for the past, like since moving to New York for four years ago, mm-hmm. um, since meeting certain people, every moment has been with these same people. And I was just like, this is what you've been looking for your whole life. Like, mm-hmm. it's so amazing how it shows up when you show up for yourself. And I keep yeah. saying, you, 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 because it's so important for people to realize that you have to show up for you before anybody else can. Yes. Right? So many yeah. people see um, what is inside of you even though you can't but until you start to see it until you realize who you are or discover certain aspects or bits about yourself it's just not gonna it's not gonna ring true mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so you saying just do it I was like why is she so crazy yeah but then you know you know when I think back on you know the timeline of our friendship and being able to see you on stage you know to the little prince getting my mom and I and and Andrew I believe came in and saw you there and and then when we did it Andrew and I did a trip to New York and I called you up and wanted to walk around New York with you you know yeah you're just a beam of light and you know I think that was part of you know, even our, our initial meeting was, you know, I saw that in you, like, and I, and I know I can be a little forceful, and, and so, I, you know, but I, I saw that in you, and I knew you were going to be able to do it, and I just saw such big things for you, and so I, I definitely wanted to be that person that, that pushed you a little bit to really get yeah. you outside the comfort zone, and, and I'm so proud of you, you know, just to, you. yeah, I know it hasn't been easy, you know, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's just so admirable and inspiring to watch you just being raw, putting yourself on the stage, putting yourself in those positions over and over and over again. It's beautiful. I appreciate that. I mean, with people like you around, how, how could you not, you know what I mean? I, I just remember all our runs like up and down the stairs and I was like how is she even talking and running and making sense at the same time oh I'm dying (laughs) um and just like having you there was like really I definitely saw you as like this older sister older cousin kind of figure someone who would like tell me off all the time and be like please stop being late like we're gonna write you up but like let's go for a run tomorrow and I was like what you want to go for a run tomorrow how dare you fine i'll see you there you know there was like go to you and not because like you were forceful but it was because you were so present like you didn't allow anything that was going on to take away from the friendship that you were trying to build with me mm-hmm. very appreciative of that you know that regardless you know we're not really taught to cultivate friendships you know we're always taught to save romantic relationships and stuff like that but a lot of our life is spent with friends and we're not taught how to 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 save those mm-hmm. to, to cultivate them to apologize to the person who's been around you to you know people don't realize when you make a friendship that's you falling in love mm-hmm. you know and people i don't know if it's a different kind of love 
I honestly think it's close to being the same love as you find for your partner. You just don't have that sexual pull or that type of sexuality hasn't really been explored or like put into scientific terms for people to understand that you can be so attracted to a friend that it, it like makes you vibrate. It makes yeah. you, makes you just, like you said, shine a little bit more and you don't really understand what's going on. And because we're not taught to cultivate those friendships, it's like, if something happened, it's like, I don't want to talk to that person anymore. Like it's over. Like we're not friends anymore. Like that's it. Yeah. Friends off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like with you, I didn't really have that chance to do that. <laughs> like you're like, okay, what are we doing tomorrow? Or like, oh, we're going? And you're like, yeah, we're going to the class. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. Like, yeah, I guess we're going. Okay, see you there. So <laughs> that was like, you know, for me, that was very, you're like so beyond like your years, Mare. Like it's insane. You know, well, all these I appreciate like, that. are like, ah, we just discovered this new way of thinking. Like you've just been doing it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad, I'm really happy to hear that that's the way it appears, you know, because I, I struggle just as much as anybody else, you know, and, and one of the first things on this call today, connecting, that's what we both shared of like how much we're feeling and some of it's great and some of it's like dark and shitty. And that's what it is to be human, right, is to really allow yourself to feel it all and, and to not let it be well, I want to say to not let it be an excuse, but it, to me, it's more about the patterns of it. Cause there are days when I'm like, you know what, I'm canceling everything. I'm clearing my schedule because I'm just not going to be able to show up the way that I, I want to show up. But if that happens for more than a couple days, then it's something that I realize, like, okay, this is something I need to just like push to the side in a sense and just start getting myself moving again, because I don't want this to be a pattern that I, I allow yeah. take hold. But I, yeah. I do want to be have space for that. That sometimes it things just feel like it's too much, and I oh, really absolutely. struggle. Absolutely, I I just you know that that analogy I use about a kid dipping their toes into the ocean. Yeah, I like to call those my soft days. You know, I I call it when I'm when I'm spiraling <laughs> or when mm -hmm. I'm sinking is what I like to use because, you know, I, after the Lion King, I got into this huge depression that was, I mean, mm -hmm. granted, it made perfect sense after the experience that I had and I've been through and, you know, working, you know, when we did our goals list, the Lion King was like, you know, on my five top oh, five yeah. career goals and having yeah. the experience that I had doing it was so awful for me. And there was like, how do you even come back from that? How do you work so hard for something? And the previous year, the year, yeah, the year before, not even just December, I was doing a little prince and Simon Lee, who was the orchestrator for that and who was um, the musical supervisor of the Lion King in London had told me that I booked the job, but they wanted me to do something else. So they didn't tell me because I'd already booked two other jobs as well. I booked the Lion King, the Book of Mormon and Ghost of Musical, the UK yeah. National at the same time in the office for the Lion King and for the Book more in the same office. I'm like, okay, if she doesn't take this, we'll offer her the next one because the other one is, the ghost was from a different office. And so I already knew that. And the person at Ghost actually told me that I booked the Book of Mormon before my agent had called me because they wanted to know if I was going to take it or not. So I was like, whoa, oh my God. <laughs> so many discoveries and you know yeah. that most people would be like i'm amazing and i was like yeah. oh, I'm 
what to do? What should I do? What's going to be fast? How much money am I going to make? I don't know. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. for me, it was always, I've never really like had taken the time to like kind of celebrate in my work. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. I got obviously like what's next. Yes. Like, how are we going to show up? What are we going to do? Like, and it's just like, oh God. So it wasn't until after that, after working with Simon on um, Porgy and Bess and then him calling me to come to Calgary and do the little prince with him and Nick Lloyd Webber, that I was just like, oh, what? Like, I had this dream job that I would have taken if they had offered it to me. I'd been like, fuck everything else. This is my job. This is my life. It's on mm. the go <laughs> And I, you know, sometimes I think I'm like, maybe I wasn't supposed to have a good experience there. Maybe this was like the experience I was meant to have. So I like no longer put things on a pedestal, you know, mm. and the career and you know what I deserve and what I should fight for and how I show up for myself now I think that now that whole year after it was just a shit show you know <laughs> um, mm. but I'm, I'm you know you know people are always like uh the lessons what are the lessons I'm not bl- I'm glad I got to do the show that I've been wanting to do since you know my mom saw that show in London and she came back home to Edmonton and then my dad was like we have to go so the whole family they flew us to dad flew us to Toronto to see it you know mm-hmm. and I was just like wow like it's such a huge part of like our family's life and like we were in LA once at Disney World and they're like Lion King's on and we were all like let's go you know what mm-hmm. I mean I just went to Germany to watch my friend Tafik do it I've seen this show like well now I've seen it like too many times to count after being in the show and watching it to get ready to go on stage and mm-hmm you know, seeing it in how, two different languages in three different countries um, and actually showing up on the show and like doing all this stuff and then going, oh my gosh, you're ready a week early. So we're just going to put you on stage. And I remember like my first run through was good and the second one wasn't great. And then the next one, they're like, you know what? The second one wasn't great, but you know it. Like, you were just making silly mistakes, and we honestly think you were just nervous. So we're just going to put you on anyways. And I was like, but they're like, there's no point in you being in rehearsal for another week. And I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. And I'm just like, all these things that I should have been celebrating in, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you're so good, Yems. Like, you're amazing. And actually sitting in that, like, damn, you're so good. You're, like, that amazing that they, like, you know... I couldn't even see that, like, light. Right, like, they can see past your nerves, but you couldn't. Yeah, and I wasn't even in the right track anyways. I didn't have the right support to do the show because I wasn't in the right vocal track. But Mm. still, I was just like, everything else, you still showed up every single day. Like, out of all of that, you still show, that's resilience, you know what I mean? I mean, not like I would do much during the days, but I'm like, you still went to that theater every day, put that costume up and knew that this wasn't right for you and the community was just disgustingly terrible and still you showed up and still you showed up with light and grace. And I'm very grateful for that, you know, things Mm -hmm. that I don't give myself credit for. I'm very grateful for that, you know, and I really that that you know and luck like you know like you luckily there were a few people there who really like took care of me and you know every once in a while I just send messages just saying thank you thank you I don't think I would have been able to continue on if you were not there mm. you know yeah Louis played Rafiki she like 
oh, sometimes she just wait for me at the side of stage to say hello. And I was just like, mm. how world changing is just the simplest thing, right. you know? And in this world that we're living in, people keep going, oh my God, this year's terrible. This year's terrible. And I'm like, is it the year or is it the racism? Is it the year or is it the, the unconscious bias? The year is, is, is it the um, systems? Is it the year or is it, uh, mm. you know, it's not the year. It's not yeah. the year society you know it's, yeah. it's your, your homophobia <laughs> it's yeah. your, you know internalized yeah. racism it's your systematic racism it's not the year it's your white supremacist tendencies it's never the year it's just you you know and I've really come to realize that mm -hmm. you know I see that as like that's another avoidant tactic of you know how much easier is it in the moment to to you know, put all, all of the, the stuff that's been going on to put it as like, oh, it's, it's 2020. We're doing a disservice by not actually naming the things that are happening and how it's affecting us and then what we're doing about it by just packaging it as like, oh, it's just the year. Yeah. You know, we're glazing over. And, you know, it, the way that you're, you're describing even this, you know, this, this childhood dream of the Lion King and this building up of it and how many times you saw it and how it had become glorified and put on a pedestal. Is it fair to say that it was almost like the experience of, of stepping in and it was like the, the veil was lifted as to what, what it really is? And, and maybe the, the year-long depression after was like this smack in the face of, oh, it's not what I thought it was? Yeah, it was. It was because, you know, when, when I thought of the Lion King, Lion King is a forever job. For some people, it's a forever job. Okay. You know, for some people, they have been on the show for over 20 years. The show is on its 25th year, I'm pretty sure, since it opened on Broadway. And, you know, they are probably now millionaires, without a doubt. Um, you know, they are able to, to take their families with them. You know, a lot. It's the first show I've ever seen where a woman can support an entire household right not just like oh it's just me my partner or my husband or my wife um they their kids are on tour their partner's on tour who's like a house dad or whatever who you know that's the first show i've ever seen a woman in that light where boyfriends just leave their work because they want to travel don't want not be with their person yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and they've been doing that for six plus years they're not even married you know and i was just like that is a first show I've ever seen where like a woman is it's also the first show where a woman is paid the most mm, you know okay. mm -hmm. in any cast situation you know unless it's a show that is just a lead woman um then then it is the first show where that's it's quite an ensemble um lead cast yeah there's so many of them there's about 12 of them I think mm. And it's the first show that a woman has paid the most. It's like the first show, you get that show. They don't, like, people don't leave that show. They're there for years. They're, like, oh. building houses and, like, communities. Like, just, you know, so the, the stepping in there it was just like, this is it. I've made it. This is my forever show. I'm going to be here for minimum five years and, like, four months. And I was like, oh, my God, I am dying. My soul is crumbling. Nothing here is what it seems like. You know, and don't get me wrong, the show is honestly heaven for some people. Mm -hmm. But it's how, like, it's also, you know, it's also who's in the show with you. Like, mm -hmm. first, 
big show, you know, I booked Ghost the Musical when I was on tour with Fame and I was flying back from Ireland to London to do these auditions and couldn't make the final and I was super sad, but I'm like, you know what, the next one, I'll get it. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know what, there's enough people to hold another final and we want to see Yemi. I flew back, my dear, my dear dad. I took a two hour taxi ride from Londonderry in Ireland to Belfast, where the airport is in the middle of the morning at 6 a.m. to catch my nine something flight, 9.15 flight to London, got off the plane, took the train to Brixton, went to Nando's, because I was like, my friend Brittany, she was like, you gotta eat before you sing, you gotta eat before yeah. you sing, this is me get fucked up. I was like, I gotta go to Nando's! And I was like, eat my Nando's, we got, we got 20 minutes before I have to be at the movie, we got 20 minutes. <laughs> I walked in 10 minutes early and I was like, saw all these beautiful black people. And I was like, bah! They're like, they've been on the West End before. They've like, they've been on tours. Like I've seen that person on a poster before. Oh my gosh. And they all knew each other. And I like remember stepping into the room and I was so nervous. Because once again, it was like, oh, here's the team, right? Not so many people, mm. me, thank God. There's only like 10 of them in there. And it wasn't just like executives on executives. It was like the director, the music supervisor, the composer, mm. um, the guy who did all the like, literally all the like transitions for all the music, the orchestrator. And I was just like, whoa, I don't even know any of these people, but I know you famous. <laughs> and I remember being so like nervous and the music started and it was like an outer worldly experience. There's a point where I was on the other side of the room and I honestly was like, how did I even get here? I was so <laughs> the character that I had that moment where I came out of it. I was like, is this okay? Like in the middle of the room, <laughs> 20 feet in front of me, how did I get here? <laughs> Um, and I was like, wow, this is what it feels like. You know what I mean? I felt like that was the first moment I was like, I like left the room and they gave me nothing. They were like, all right, thanks. Bye. And I was just like, I was like, I booked that job, you know? And I was like, even if like no one calls me, I was just like, I booked that job. I booked it. Like I like in my spirit, I knew and I did. <laughs> so it was, you know, for it's just so it's just so very interesting I don't know yeah wild ride yeah. it's a wild ride so mm -hmm. you know I mean like for people the Lion King is just it's a it's a heaven sent but for this man his name is Frank he was such a lovely person to me he's a lovely person anyways and he's good friends with somebody else who is in the Lion King but who I was never in the Lion King with we're actually neighbors in New York um, and we met on like this like Facebook group for for actors and I was like oh my god I think I know you and she's like oh you're thinking about somebody else but she's like I know who you are like friend talks about you all the time and I was like oh my gosh where do you live she's like Harlem I was like me too we used to live um like maybe a, a 10 minute walk away from each other and then I moved and then I she lived across the street like on the next block it was mm -hmm. it was amazing um and so I'm like, wow, look how the Lion King has gifted me with like a lifelong friend, um, yeah. you know? And Frank used to say, oh, she came at the wrong time, <laughs> you know? So it's like, mm. I, you know, I'm just like, wow, that just like the dualities of these two different worlds, people who never have the good experiences with like the dreams that they've been chasing and the people who have all the glory about it and what that yeah. means how it makes you move through life. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. Now I can like understand what I'm thinking and mm -hmm. all, 
very lucky that it happened so young in my life to experience something like that, something so deep and prevalent that kind of has shaped the way I, I can take care of myself and look at outwardly, you know, and I was talking to my cousin, she's like, you're so lucky that you started therapy early. Like, I was like, early? I'm 30. And she was like, yeah, that's early, you know? <laughs> she's like, you're so lucky. And I was like, mm. wow. Imagine if I started at 10, 15. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't think about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Instead of like sitting in that, yeah, yeah, I'm lucky. I was like, but what if I started at 20? Like, you know, it's like, don't think about that. Superhero by now. <laughs> I'd be living on the moon by now. Yeah. <laughs> No, but that's a, that's a really good point. You know, it's, it is all relative, of course, you know, we could always say, what if it was younger, but it's, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you and I are very young and oh, for the experiences, oh, yeah. right? Like so much of what you share is similar to my, my lifelong goal of being a professional basketball player, you know, and, mm -hmm. and getting onto my stage of division one basketball, full ride scholarship that I made it feeling. And then just the crumbling of my, my goal, the crumbling of my body and my mind over that year that initially, you know, similar to you after that, the, the deep despair and depression of just like, who am I? How did that happen? But it's, yeah. I now look back on it as that was like the best thing that could have possibly happened to me. I'm yes. so grateful for it. So it's like how I have had to redefine myself in just mm -hmm. one, one aspect of how I held myself. And I've not realized, I'm like, none of my lacking experiences have been really that good. <laughs> from like, the only thing good was rehearsal, I guess. Mm -hmm. But from like auditioning to being in the company or whatever, it wasn't really that great. None of it was great, you know? That like mm -hmm. walking out of a room and being like, this isn't right, this isn't me. Every time they call me back, I am not showing up for myself. Mm -hmm. I never had that before. I just remember always walking out of the rooms, always going, eh, that wasn't great. Or yeah, crush that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Call> me. <laughs> I remember once I walked out of a room and I'm like gave them the nod like I'll speak to you later. <laughs> like you got my number, you right? Calling me, <laughs> like not even you have my number, but I will speak to you later. Like <laughs> they called me. I definitely remember that day. Oh my <laughs> Um, and uh, you know, I, like even when I was going through like speech therapy, I was at the doctor's office getting my ultrasounds done. Him explaining to me what you know, my vocal cords. Right. Yeah. Also, I'm I was seeing doctor after doctor after doctor getting ulcers. That's when I saw you in New York. You were, you were in the middle of this stuff. I remember. Yeah. yeah I just yeah. finished an appointment and he went, mm -hmm. look at this wall. Every single person here has been in my office, has had this issue and they're back on stage. Like this does not define you. He kept saying it. And I was talking to the speech therapist in the office. I'm like, I know you guys are saying this, but I just do not believe it. You know, I just do not believe it. And she went, that's, that's, that's the step, you know, that's the hurdle. The belief. <laughs> the belief, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. they had such all these amazing stories about all these people. And I just was shrugging my shoulders like, great, that's not me. Right. <laughs> mm. You know, that disbelief in self. Yeah. 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 That's such a, you know, recurring theme for so many of us. And I think that's, you know, 
that's the really the big the big wounds that it manifests in different ways for different people but it all comes down to what we believe is possible about ourselves about the world about each other yeah you know we have to find that expansive space of, of like seeing what's possible and believing that we can create that we can be a part of it yeah and then it's, mm -hmm. it's like how somehow i deserved this and i'm just you know this all this and when you think about what you're deserving of and what you're not, and then you realize, oh, this happened doesn't mean you deserved it. Right. Yeah. And that shouldn't, just because somebody else is acting a fool doesn't mean that you should take that on as how you judge your worth. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just all comes back to you. You, you were the most important thing in this world. You were the most important thing in this universe. Yeah. How are you going to show up for yourself? each and every day that is the minimum and then how are you going to show up for yourself every minute every second that you are like have the privilege of being like matter on this earth yes that is yeah. that is the goal and really really reminding yourself that you know like when i get into my 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 little like shadow my shadow zone my shadow world yeah it's constantly asking myself questions are you ready to come out no are you ready to come out a little bit you know are you ready <laughs> are you gonna move through this today yes what can we you know those soft soft days mm -hmm. getting from you know shadow world to soft days to just being yeah well and to me it's you know one of my teachers said you know when i was asking him some pretty personal questions about you know what he struggles with and you know how he moves through it and and what what he said was so profound of you know there's this this part of him that is just steady all the time you know just an internal groundedness of of just yeah deep down deep within i'm fine it's all okay i'm steady and being matter on this world there's there's the shadows there's the ups and downs there's there's the issues with with money abundance relationship um justice racism oppression like all of that is so real and to be able to really hold that and be with it means there's going to be ups and downs but Absolutely. if we can stay connected to that internal steady part of ourselves to me that that's my practice of like the more i open up and let myself feel well the more i'm feeling and it's on both ends of the spectrum that's but there's good. also this part of me right that's just steady it's just like it's gonna be okay keep going yeah. you got this yeah yeah i uh, have this quote that i wrote um i want to turn my my peaks and valleys into ocean waves yeah you know yeah. that's definitely how i see it you know those <laughs> mountains are huge when you see proper valleys they're incredible but why do I want all those ups and downs? And slowly mm -hmm. I want to go from mountains to hills to meadows to ocean waves, where it's just a constant movement. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, you know, it's interesting too. One of the first things you said when we logged in was how you always need to have some sort of liquid nearby, you know, <laughs> you know, and kind of jokingly, like, even if I don't drink it, like I need it nearby, you know, what, that's what the element of water is about is this constant recognition that, you know, yes, we're earth, we're air, we're space, but we're also water 
and the more we can actually start really allowing things to come more into that element of water and flow, that's when we can still honor the peaks, the valleys, the mountains, but like to see them as, but they're also moving like water, you know? Yeah. So even when we go down to the valley, it's not like, you know, for me for years, it was like, how many times do I need to fall down into this valley and figure out how to climb out? Yeah. And now it really is like, okay, I'm down in this valley. It's been a little while now. What can I do to get my body moving, my breath moving, things moving so that I just start riding the wave back up instead of feeling like, fuck, I have to climb. How many ladders do I have to make? You know, it's, it's really yeah. about coming back to that natural element that we are water. Good yeah. reminder to take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, my Reiki person was like, you should be, but I'm actually staring at, cause like we live like across the street from a lake. So I'm actually staring at the water right now. <laughs> She's like, yeah. you just go find your water. I'm like, you mean by my house? Yeah. <laughs> In my room? Look at my window. <laughs> Maybe I'll cross the street some days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I wanted, I want to circle back. I know we kind of dipped our toes into it when you were talking about, you know, it's not 2020, it's, it's everything, it's everything else. And, you know, I want to first mention, or kind of put this on the table of um, how we did reconnect in the last couple of weeks, that, you know, as, as everything that was going on this year with, you know, Black Lives Matter and just, just things coming to the surface that have always been there. Um, but for me, it was a, a I, was, I was hit with a two by four of I didn't, I, didn't realize, I didn't realize how much I was avoiding this and how much I wasn't feeling it and how much I was relying on my privilege to not feel it. And, and when I couldn't avoid it anymore and I started thinking about you and my first impulse was, how is she? I need to reach out to her. And, and then right away came in this hesitation of like, is it appropriate? Is she gonna think that I'm just reaching out now because of everything that's going on like I got into my head so badly to the point where I just I didn't reach out because I didn't want to make it worse I didn't want to appear a certain way it was all of the stuff on top of of really just the core of like well she's my friend and I love her like that's all that really should matter but I I, I couldn't get there right away and so when I did finally reach out to you and we got on the phone and I was able to share that, that that's, you know, that's what was going on. And I apologize. And I just felt like shit about it. And that it had taken me this long to actually reach out when you've been on my mind so much. And, and even in my tears, you know, the, you held, you held space for me and you let me know it was okay. And you, you acknowledged how complex it is and, and, and really just opened up. And, and to me, that was, it was huge for me. And it was so healing in that moment, you know, because one of the first things in all of this has been like, white women, save your tears. We don't need your tears. And I'm like, but I'm a crier. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, it's been really hard for me. And I think that's been part of it, of putting myself into communities and experiences and workshops. And then this deep fear of like, don't cry, don't cry. And then as soon as as soon as I'm given the opportunity to share or ask a question, I start crying and then I feel like shit after. And, and now I'm recognizing that that's, that's okay. Like I'm so awkward and a lot of, I have been initially really awkward and stumbling through because this is like, it's like I'm, I've got 
training wheels on and I'm, I'm trying to go fast. I'm trying to keep up with people and I'm just like falling on my face and I just keep getting up going, it's okay. Like I'm going to figure this out and I'm not willing to, to go back to pretending that I, that it's not affecting me or that I don't care or that I'm, I'm not aware, you know? And, and so I just want to, again, acknowledge you for how, how gracefully you, you handled that situation and how forgiving and loving you are because that, that is who you are. And it just oh. made me love you that much more. Thank you so much. Wow. It's so funny because, well, it's not funny at all. <laughs> um, even just you saying that, you know, like we're always hearing like the end of like the white guilt and the white people yeah. like, do you like feel so bad? Da, 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 da. And I'm going to speak a little bit on the, the, the emotional baggage toll that it takes for the opposite end of the party for yes. black people and BIPOCs and, you know, yeah. and as we like work through this black lives matter movement, our second civil rights movement, it's just super, super important to, to point out in Canada, everyone thinks everything is hunky dory where we have this huge indigenous population mm -hmm. that are still living in poverty and filth because of all the things that have been stolen and stripped away from them and all the lies and the cons that they've had to go through and still they're striving still after 500 years of like first settlements they're still fighting to be heard fighting to have a voice fighting to even go to the same schools public yeah. schools that are paid for on land that they own to just be acknowledged to to be in those schools right yeah and I just want to say for, you know, when you come into these spaces, one, it's not a difficult conversation. You know, there's always this thing of rhetoric of like, oh, it's really hard to have these difficult conversations. I put that in quotation marks or like mm -hmm. talk about these things. The only thing it's, um, why it's difficult, it's because it's been t like anything like money, right? It's like, you know, people, black people being paid what they deserve. Um, it's all always about keeping other people down. Like, oh, don't talk about it. It's shameful to talk about your money. Why? Why? If you make $10,000, I want to make $10,000. In fact, you should be like, I make $10,000. Make sure you get $10,000. Because yeah. if they're able to pay me $10,000, they're sure as hell able to pay you $10,000. There's no reason you should be getting paid $6,000 when I'm making 10. Yeah. Those are the, like, you know, the people that we need to like, mm -hmm instead of being a gatekeeper, we need gate openers, right? Yeah. Instead of like shining bars, we need you to like get some clippers and cut those down. Um, and for me, like having you want to talk, I was just like, oh, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to have to take on this emotional baggage. Yeah. Just even hear somebody say like, hey, do you mind if we have a conversation? We want to have a conversation. I'm like, I have to prepare for this conversation. I literally have to bolster up myself with so much like, like, armor and strength and like go into this as if I'm going into like battle to protect my own energies and protect myself and concentrate mm -hmm. through like while you were talking I just had to say to myself okay yeah me like listen 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 and I would like have these inner thoughts of like oh my gosh like mm -hmm. are we really here and I'm like you gotta you gotta like calm down everybody has to <laughs> their own spaces everybody yeah. has to go through their paces and as you know people start to become enlightened you also have to sit and be still yeah and then you also have to clear up the myth that these things are hard you know yeah. you have to inform people that if they're going to walk into this truth they have to walk into it affirmed 
and with mm. light and not with sorrow and not with guilt like forgive me oh yes of course and the answer is done what no, are you I'm, I'm making fun of myself i mean exactly. like yeah, yeah to not, no, to not exactly. walk into the spaces like i need you to forgive me before i can do anything yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's yeah, like it. and everyone else is like yes for what forgiven mm-hmm. done you know especially when we come we come from this culture of like let's move on if you're if yeah. you're still acting for forgiveness and you haven't done anything about it then what are you doing now you're just words are win now you're just talking for no reason right yeah, yeah. whereas like and when we had this conversation i was like marion you are like this natural born leader take it and run and you're like i don't know like ah i'm like nope that's you that's who you are you've always been this person now you gotta like sit into it you know now you gotta open up that new door and be like all right we're opening yeah. up this door. We're welcoming these spaces. We're welcoming people into these spaces to learn, to create, to cultivate, to support, to uplift, yeah. you know? Because that is what it is. Like, and I really had to like, you know, kind of be like, okay, yes. And that's the only way you can actually like have these conversations and like be like, okay, I, I done. I hear you. I'm glad like, you know, you were able to get through this. Now intention has to turn into action. And that yeah. is where we're working at. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no time. There's no time for the guilt. There's no time for the sorrow. Like I've cried enough. Like you should have been crying too, but you decided not to. So now you got to catch up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> how, like all these conversations I'm having have to go. I'm like, we're past that now. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Where are you at? Okay. And if you're not here, then this is the work you got to do outside of this space. Come yes. and meet with you know, and I, I very mm. much encourage like everybody who's starting to work through their own internalized white guilt and white supremacy and unconscious mm. bias. Do this work. You have to do it's again, you, 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 you. Right. You yeah. have to do the work. You have to be prepared. And you know, a lot of people are so in the in in the mindset because life is so easy for for the white person compared to everybody else life is mm-hmm. built on like white supremacy mm-hmm. that even when things are hard it's like well i had a hard thing well that's good for you and you know <laughs> in improv there's this thing that's yes and which mm-hmm. continues the story it's the same with life yes and mm-hmm. what's what's next what's the answer and it's not always action 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 yes and i'm here to sit and listen yes and i'm here to hold your hand that's my only job that's my only goal is to be here to hold your hand yes and i'm here to uplift you i'm gonna gas you up so much today that is it you know you like there's so many ways you know yes and i'm gonna march for you today yes and i'm gonna advocate for you today yes and this don't even leave your house i've done it for you you know we have to come to those spaces where the work you should be so in tune to the work that you need to do for you that you're ready to do that same work for everybody else and that is where the true journey is right mm-hmm. and like moving away from it it all comes back to you are you ready to do the work have you done the work on yourself have you healed yourself have you forgiven yourself have you talked to yourself have you come to terms with your actions in your past and once that has happened the door has never been closed. Just walk through it, you know? Yeah. I love that. You know, 
just hearing you talk so passionately about all of this, you know, not only does it get me fired up, um, but I love seeing you in this position of just owning it and really being a leader in this. And, and for you to hold space for me, and like, I knew that when we connected that I, like, I was going to crumble a little bit. Like I knew it, but I also knew, I don't know, there was something inside of me that just felt like I, I need to do this because I love you so much and respect you so much that I needed you to know what I had been going through and what, what I have been doing about it and where I'm at now. And that meant I had to go down into the valley a little bit and like rip myself open and, and show you some stuff. And then it was like, and now like I'm ready. Like I'm ready to have a bigger conversation. I'm ready to hold space for other people who are still flailing or ignoring or avoiding because I've been through it. And I, I want to support this uprising where we start coming together more and start recognizing that it's not about comparing trauma or comparing whose life is worse or you know it's it's actually just about recognizing that our brothers and sisters have been suffering and are still suffering in many different ways and we just need to like everything else needs to be pushed aside or we just say that's not okay mm -hmm. you know yeah. and that's really all that it's about is like support and love and and if we want if we want this world to be as good as it can be that means that every single person every part of what makes this existence what it is needs to be honored and loved as the part that it is mm, right? yeah that's what makes us the whole is the the honoring each part and knowing that yeah there's a lot that makes us different and there's just as much that makes us the same absolutely and you know you touch on this while, while we were moving and it's like what is it now in the present so as like you said it's not about comparing it and when you realize when you compare it all you do is talk about your past i don't want to know about your past you know mm -hmm. It is so prevalent to recognize where you've come from, yes, but, but in the present moment, if your actions are not steeped in love, then, you know, and this is not love and light and everything is forgotten. This is love and action. This is love yeah. and purpose, yeah. you know, where things get done where we're building a whole new world. And I'm very much a believer of burn it down. I'm here for this revelation and revolution. Yeah. Like, I'm very much a believer of it because it does not work and it was not made to work. So why hold so tightly onto something that mm -hmm. is already broken? You know, we mm -hmm. love to build new things and make shiny things, but it's just slapping band-aids on things that don't work. The things are yeah. made to couple, things that aren't made for everybody. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, love and, yes and, like that is very much you know, how I'm feeling about moving through this whole thing. And I, you know, gotta acknowledge like my black brothers and sisters who constantly are just holding space and keeping space. And an amazing way to support this yeah. is by, you know, people are like, I can't donate any money. I've just been donating. Like time is donation. Donate your time, you know, donate your time to a cause. Donate your time to spread awareness. Time is show, like time is like the biggest currency that people have to trade these days, you know, like mm -hmm. all like the social media, we're on our phones so much. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're just being on your phones and just posting things. Are you talking about it? Because nobody wants to 
read things just because you post it. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your voice. I want to know why you're affected. I want to know why you're grieved. I want to know why you care. You know, there's so much strength in our vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And the more that people start to realize that it's not a bad thing, you know, it's the greatest tool that we have. That's what's attractive. You don't fall in love because somebody's strong. You fall in love because they're willing to show you like what that strong means to them. Yeah. And then you're like, oh God, what? I can't even believe it. That's me. That's me. Dharma says we fall in love with the things, the pieces that we love in ourselves that we see in other people. And I believe mm-hmm. that's so true. Mm-hmm. You know? That's why we fall in love with movies and characters because we're just telling stories. We're t- literally seeing ourselves played out in front of us. Right. Of course, that's why you're in love. Of course, that's why you're crying because that person who's going through that journey, you're watching yourself happen. Yeah. That cathartic of like, well, we got through it. Oh my gosh. Maybe I, ah, I'm still here. I've gotten through it. You know, right. he said waking up every day is a gift. That is like the minimum of gifts that you have been given and also the greatest gift that you have been given. Mm -hmm. Every day is a chance to to change your world. Because when you change your world, think about, you know, the power of five or whatever. You change your immediate, like, surroundings or community. And then the more they see you living life and truth, hopefully encourages them to take that energy on, Mm -hmm. you know? and close the energies to all the other things that they don't want to attract and teach other people that, oh my gosh, I am deserving of this. I do want this. Everyone is deserving of this. Everyone does want this. I'm going to stand up for this. So, you know, that's where you are. And I hope more people join us, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's dark where you are. Come, mm-hmm. <laughs> Come to the shadows, which is gradients of everything, you know? Ocean waves. You want to move. You only want black or white. You only want light or darkness. I encourage you to find your grays. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, at this point, we can start wrapping up this conversation. And, you know, what we can go in two different directions here of, you know, specific projects that you yourself are offering that you want people to know about. Um, and if there's any any friends or, um, or projects that you, you've been a part of or that you're seeing that you really you know, are lit up by that you wanna to speak to as well? Anything in that realm? Yes, so a project that I'm so proud of and is really dear to my heart and something I'm working on is called The Woman Vote. And this is, right now, we just do in America, but hopefully we'll have The Woman Vote Canada which is like a educational platform to educate women and our allies on all the issues that are important to us, um, the people who, who like fight for us, who rep for us, um, and the people who don't and why they don't and things mm. to look out for and why this is important and who to keep an eye on and how to, to talk to people and how to present yourself to people. Um, so our platform is The Woman Vote woman spelled with an X for all inclusions of all women. So T-H-E-W-M-X-N um, dot com. And we're also on Instagram. We've started this initiative called the 10,000 Voter Project. We're trying to register 10,000 people to vote for this election. 
that's in 64 days. <laughs> total like election in American history as we have seen it and just um, basically trying to give ourselves the easiest road to burn down the shit. <laughs> you know, the easiest yeah. road, not even just for reform, but for reconstruction and redevelopment to actually give everybody a fighting chance, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so we have an email list and we send out action items, things to look out for, ways you can volunteer, um, how to reach out to community. Uh, so I'm just really excited about that. I'm like jazzed actually. Yeah. It's probably it's like amazing. one of my favorite things I've ever started um, and done. Um, and I'm doing it with a couple of other friends. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so I feel so good about it. Um, I I'm very excited. I'll be um, making meditations and recording them, so that's gonna be starting up soon and coming up soon. Um, so when I get all the paperwork to talk about that, I'm just really excited to share that. But great. You know, I, right now I'm on this healing journey and I've kind of taken a break from it um, to just kind of like, you know, I sank a little for a couple of weeks there and now I'm just like, oh, you know, Marion had sent me this podcast about like our cycle, our menstrual cycle and how that, how that shapes our emotions and our hormones and what we can mm -hmm. and I was like, this is true. This is me right now. Oh my God. And I'm like at the front end of mine and I'm feeling like a zest for life. Yeah, new beginnings. Here we go. Yeah, okay. yeah like my computer, like typing all the things. I have to write another article. Um, I wrote an article uh, on yoga and yoga spaces. It's on omstars.com. The first um, part one or the first piece is why yoga is in a safe space for all people. Mm. That's out on their website. Mm -hmm. um, the next will be coming up sometime in the next couple of weeks. So make okay. sure to check it out. I guess you can find me on the grams at at Yami Shonaga, that's my full name, at Y-E-M-I-E-S-O-N-E-G-A. And I just share a lot of um, social justice, a lot of collateral, a lot of the action. Um, and I will say intention is nothing unless action is put forward. Yeah. You know, intention is nothing. You can have the greatest intentions. If you are not going to execute it and execute it in a way that is respectful, your intention becomes trash. Mm -hmm. Your intention, you don't want it. <laughs> I mm. think, but no thank you. In fact, I don't even thank you for it. I'm going to look at you with shady side eye and continue <laughs> to stare until you disappear into the ether because why? <laughs> like, you can do better than that. Like, but, don't, like, I don't even want to see you. Like, don't come, don't step to me because I'm yeah. not, I, you know, I always hear like, yeah, you're such a nice person. You're so giving, da, 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 da. but I'm just like, I just don't. Yes, know. and. <laughs> Wait, what? I, you know, when someone says that, it's yes, and. Like, and I've got high expectations and I'm not going to put up with your bullshit. Like you are a very kind, generous person. And <laughs> you, you've got this fire. Right, yeah, and you're you're not so like you yeah. know I don't fight like I'm not a fighting Aries you know I have like a lot of Taurus in me but so I'm just kind of like I'll shut off I just won't even like I don't even know what you're saying anymore I'm not listening mm -hmm. um, 
then I'll like ponder it for weeks and just call you an idiot in my mind or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, like I, I, I've got that fire, but like, you know, I'll feel you. Yeah. It's like, you gotta come correct. You gotta come correct. You can't do any more of this disrespect and this disacknowledgement and this pretend. So you just don't have time for it. You know, yeah. I, they do not expect people to educate you when Google is free. Ooh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, I've lived in some of the biggest cities in the world and I'm just like, even homeless people have phones and know how to connect to Wi-Fi and are, can speak on what's going on. So for mm-hmm. you, <laughs> enough to be paying your own Wi-Fi bill, Google is still free. So yeah. let's keep it moving. We're not here for the nonsense anymore. Ignorance is not bliss. It has never been bliss. It is just an excuse. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Totally. I encourage you to reach out. Let's have a chat, but you better have done your research because, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yummy. You just light me up, girl. I, you know, so I want to say, I, I really want you to, not to hold me accountable, but I want you to know that I, I really, I am trying and I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. It's going to get better and better. And I, I do, I've got some big projects that I'm planning to implement as well. And I just want you to know that if, if I ever say or do something that like makes you look at me with that side eye, that you know me and I want, I want you to call me out on it and that I'm going to, I'm going to receive it with love. And I just, you know, I have so much respect for you and I, I want you to know that like it would mean the world to me to know that, you know, you're you've got my back i've got your back and we both are you know we're we're in the hot water and we're you know it just it feels really good to have your support and your love and if that means sometimes smacking me across the face that i'm gonna receive it with love absolutely gosh Mm -hmm. you just said something and i wish i written it down but it's like everything that you just said but always in the present moment you know what i mean like do all that always in the present. You gotta, yeah. like, that's the one thing I keep reminding myself. We're all, I just keep saying we keep getting, we're taught for this, we're taught for this. The word is conditioning. We're conditioned to think yes. this way. We're conditioned to move this way. We're conditioned to view this way. And my mom actually, we were talking about it. And she said, racism is a very, like, British idea. It's a very, like, you go somewhere, you take over, and you don't acknowledge the hurt that has been done. Mm-hmm. When you don't acknowledge the hurt that has been done, then that all it doesn't matter. Then you can keep slapping over your band-aids without actually going, oh, you know, I'm so sorry this happened. And let's not do this anymore. You know, let's try to be better. Let's yeah. make sure this doesn't come back around. History shouldn't be a cycle, you know? Energy yeah. in a circle, the world moves in a circle because it has the ability to change into something else, you know? Yeah. We're always and in this- Spiral up. Instead of spiral down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Keep that movement, that momentum going and know that it's not an everyday fix. You know, anti-racism work is not a, I did a class and I'm done. It is an yeah. everyday journey. Yeah. You know, it is something that you continuously have to revisit. Just as you revisit aspects of yourself, as you check in with yourself, you know, to find that stable footing, to find solid ground, you have to do the work to keep it solid. Yeah. You know, you have to yeah. weed your weeds, you have to cut your grass. 
um, you have to do the work to, to present yourself in the way that you want to be presented. And then even more so, you have to do the work to live in that truth, to walk in your own truth mm-hmm. and uh, to, to be with yourself constantly is the hardest journey, you know? So you got to do the work to stay with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Hmm. Well, is there anything else left unsaid? Any threads that have been dropped? Any, anything else that's coming up for you? Yeah, I'm just, I will just say, you know, we are, I, we were talking about this a little bit. We're in this Pisces new moon, which is an amazing time for intention and to set boundaries around yourself and around other people, what, what energies you're going to accept from other people and what you're going to give and how you can start to redefine the things that you give and to make them effective and efficient for you. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be moving into a retrograde um, next week. And it's going to be a long one. It's going to last for the next couple of months. This November election in America is going to be a defining moment globally. Um, so uh, I very much hope that now is the time to really solidify your grounding. Mm-hmm. To really like place up those barriers where they need to be and fortify them so they stay in place. No shifting. This is not the time. Mm. If you feel something, want to take action, do it on Tuesday. That is an excellent time to manifest, um, to to create, to bring in, and to s- take the first step into anything you want. Because so- after that, <laughs> things are going to get rocky. Okay. So Tuesday is when you want to take the first step at least. Is that September 8th? Yes. Like Start any day. Okay. And mm-hmm. after that, Tuesday is always a good day to create action, to do things, to, to, to open, open the doors for, for new or for reaffirming or, or for like construction. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Energetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Wednesday. I mean, so now is a great day to start. Start manifesting. Start manifesting. For me, I am in a place where I am manifesting um, growth in my career, growth in my life, and um, kind of picking up my journey, my healing journey, where I just burst out crying for no reason, and then the reason comes as I cry, and it's just honestly one of the most healing things ever. So. Yeah. Really you maybe manifest to knowing yourself a little bit deeper manifest for that internal growth that internal recognition um manifestation is the same as prayer gosh if you do not manifest you do not believe in the universe you do not believe in god um you're atheist you, that's believing in something so i don't really know that definition mm-hmm. um, <laughs> mm. you, once again you like have yourself you know, you should be the symbol of Christ in you, right? Yeah. In yoga, they teach you there's like this crescent moon shape in everybody's heart and a little piece of God lies there. That is your soul. So whatever it is that you believe in or not believe in, you are the epitome of greatness. So start with you, you know, start to manifest. Be like, Yemi, I, I pray that I, I, I give myself... I, I give myself the courage to take the steps that I need for, for educating people in the right way. And then instead of thinking about that in the future, 
I, you manifest for the present. I am taking the steps that I need to educate people in a way that is loving and can be received and then spread. Amazing. I'm going to take that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, the way it's interesting, this thing on manifestation, just as a, a quick side note as well, is that the way I like to think about it is that you're, you're manifesting whether you're aware of it or not. So why not become aware and start actually being a little bit more um, like you're the one navigating the manifestation instead of being in the, the passenger seat of this car and being like, oh, I guess this is my life. Like, well, you manifested that. You just weren't aware of it, right? That's what, about, what it is about being present and recognizing you are constructing your reality. You are collaborating with reality every single moment. Every single moment and once again intention is nothing without action so if you're sitting here you're like what all these things like i've been manifesting and praying i've been doing oh, it's not for free you got to do the work yeah. <laughs> you got to do the work so when you don't see results you ain't doing it yeah. and then if maybe you're not doing it right that's not the way you're gonna get somewhere you know mm. like then you gotta switch it so many people are scared of change and change is just never free you have to be willing to be like water you have to be malleable you have to be willing to be like fire you sometimes you gotta light yourself a flame yeah, you know yeah. and step out of the ashes of the old you and look down and be like enough for me and keep it moving until the next day you know or like the next week or the next year you're like it's time to be light myself on fire again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm to where i can go ah, we got <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know, mm -hmm. and you have to be able to be able to move with light and sure footed, you know, mm -hmm. we all be walking through this earth as panthers, you know, silent mm -hmm. as a cat, but still with huge impact. Be watchful, be ready to, you know, to attack whenever you need to. And the attack is not attack other people. You got to attack your purpose. Yeah. Well, you rounding is not something that's heavy you know like you said like your teacher always having this like sense of i'm okay checking in that's to do that you have to be light yeah. to do that you have to be willing to listen to yourself and mm -hmm. god what a gift you know you oh, are yeah. the gift you are the gift you know and I'm, I'm very much hoping people start to realize it regardless of what people say or what you've learned or your conditioning or your feeling you are the gift you mm -hmm. know it all comes from you yeah you want to be the change you want to be you've got so many quotes to tell you without saying it to you you know yeah. So you got to believe in yourself. You got to trust in yourself. You are worthy enough for your ancestors in your own wildest imagination and dreams. And the things that you want, you have the tools and the capacity to make it happen. You just got to believe. It's so easy to say, but it's mm -hmm. work. It's mm -hmm. constant work. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> mm, yummy. This has been such such an honor and a privilege you know, oh, just to, to be with you, to have this conversation. You know, it, yeah, I'm just, I feel very grateful for you. And I'm, I'm so excited to see not only what you continue to create and, you know, but I, I really, I really hope um, that we'll be able to create some stuff together in the near future as well. Yes, me too. Me mm -hmm. too. I'm very, I have very a lot of fun. 
<laughs> it will be. It's going to be so great. It's going to be yeah. so great. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me on here. I've had such mm-hmm. an amazing time getting to share so much. Like, oh, I don't even think I've ever talked about myself in this capacity before. You know? I'm just well, like, do I'm, more. Like, I'm saying a lot. <laughs> so it's like very good for me so I thank you for that I think you you know the more we talk about our our journey the more we talk about our path and our our footsteps the more we're able to create new ones with clarity yeah 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 and it's like that you know that that just dip in the toe Mm-hmm. coming back right away and seeing ah is it still scary it's still scary yeah, yeah. but I got two toes in this time right yeah. you know what I mean and coming back it's like it wasn't scary at all wow okay let me just be <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah well I um I would love to have you back on uh as well um maybe in 2021 after we've you know gone through some shit and we can circle back and um, but yeah, I want to definitely stay in touch and, and anything I can do to support you, as I said before as well, you know, if you can send me, send me links, send me projects and I'll, um, spread them around as well. Yeah. Yes. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking about making me and my friend Cara, my uh, partner, uh, for this workshop, the divine feminine workshop, making it a monthly thing, just so people mm-hmm. have a place to come check in and share oh, yeah. where they are. So, um, uh, her Insta is Kara Kovacs underscore C A R A K O K O V A S underscore. Oh, awesome! And I will um I'll make sure I put all these these I'll put all the info in the show notes. So I'll I'll double check everything and make sure that it's in there for easy links as well for people. Amazing! I'm gonna say mm-hmm. her thing again because I definitely spelled it wrong. It's C A R A. K-O-V-A-C-S underscore. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And she does, she offers a lot. She offers generational healing, which is, we didn't get a chance to like step into that and talk about it more um, Mm -hmm. uh, next time maybe. Um, And uh, just pushing the patriarchy out of your pussy as women, you know, really stepping into trust. Oh my God. Yes. You know, for, for the women vote, our, our top demographic is like when we were started this, like my friend Hillary started with this idea and I, it's like, what's the demographic? Because black women always vote correct. So <laughs> who are we trying to reach? A lot of it is like, oh, we want to reach minority voters. I'm like, they usually vote, you know, they don't, it's typical for them not to vote against their best interests. So yeah. they see something, and especially black women are the trend. So this is something else that I will say, if you have an issue or you're thinking about something, you go out, you better follow a black healer or a black person mm-hmm. that knows what they're talking about because they, they will always come correct. They do the research, they do the study, they always come correct with the information. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see like, the type of growth and how people should be moving and the way people should be moving um, societally, you want to look at black women mm. because that is, that is the perfect example of how we should be moving in this world. Yeah. Yeah. That no, makes a lot of sense. Uh, um, mm. Well, I'm excited to check in on all these different resources as well and continue my, my ongoing um, evolution. Yeah. 
feminism. Sorry, I'm just like dropping things down. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Hood feminism is like such a great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely recommend everybody to read it. It's by Mickey Kendall. Um, she's a great writer. It comes with so much information. Her audiobook is insane. You know, right now I know my capacity. So reading is not the best thing for me. I can't hold my attention that well. Sometimes I got to throw my phone in the next room because I, you know, I won't do anything. But if I have something on audio, I'm just in it. I'm like, oh my God, yes. So that's also another thing, right? As we are transitioned to this life in front of cameras and screens, find out the best way for you to learn. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, I hate watching video, that's not conducive for me. Um, if that's, you know, not something's not conducive for you, think about a thing that you maybe haven't really done before or haven't really put more much attention to because you're like, oh, I prefer this. Well, this might not be the time to stick with what you preferred before in the past. Mm-hmm. You may have to switch up how you're learning and in what way and in what form. I yeah. will say that. And we have so many options now, right? It's, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wanted, you know, take this offline, but, you know, this this idea of the, the monthly gathering, um, that's been big in in my visions of what, what I want to be a part of, um, especially once 2021 hits. That's everything that I've been in, imagining. It, it keeps coming back to this, like, monthly gathering, and I know it's not me at the helm all the time. This is about collaboration and, and outreach and support and inclusivity. And so you just even mentioning that there was a part of me that was like leaning in a little harder there. So yeah, so we need to, we need to keep okay. chatting. I will uh, I'll send an email so we can all connect. Yes, mm, manifestation. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> all right, got it. I love it. Beautiful, thank you. Mm. All right. Well, we, um, yeah, we definitely need to come back so that we can dive deeper because, you know, even just these last little things that you've been dropping, um, there's some deep work that, that I know you and I can, can share and, and dive into. Uh, yeah, we can get pretty wild and, uh, and magical. And I am so, you know, as, as we said on our last call too, that it's really cool to see how from our first meeting we've, we've kind of been going off in different directions but every time we come back it's like oh you do that too oh you like, you learn that okay. <laughs> yeah leaving and wobbling coming yeah. together and going apart yeah yeah but always yeah. connected exactly yeah so i'm excited to keep this going me too oh <laughs> man, I'm so excited i'm excited mm-hmm. thank you so much for having me on here thank you so much for introducing me to your community mm-hmm. and i'm really really looking forward to the work we're going to do together yeah likewise Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, and, and thank you everyone who's followed us um, this long. I don't have a timer going, so I don't know what time it is. Um, but I'm, yeah, grateful for everyone who's listening and um, stay tuned for more. So until next time, see you later. Thanks so much for listening. You can find me on social media at Dopamine, that's D-O-P-E-A-M-E, or on my website under that same title, dopamine.com. Please subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed it and do not hesitate to reach out if you have questions or comments. I would love to hear what you want to learn more about. So until next time, love big and play big. Peace.